Before we start, we want to let you know we've launched a Patreon page where supporters can receive perks like bonus episodes and exclusive content. Because Pop Fiction Women is our passion project, a place where we give women space to show up and offer in-depth analysis in the ways we're used to hearing about male creators and their characters. We delve into creativity and psychology with a dash of astrology, and we have so much fun doing it. Just two friends breaking down books, movies, and shows like Normal People, Fleabag, and I May Destroy You. Every single aspect of this podcast we do ourselves, from the preparation to the recording, from the editing to the social media promotion. So we're adding a Patreon platform because we want to keep making the show you love and hopefully expand it even further. So please consider becoming one of our most complicated fans and contributing on Patreon. To learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash pop fiction women. This is Pop Fiction Women. I'm Corinne. I'm Kate. And we're complicated. Blunt. Total boss. But sometimes a mess. Opinionated. But never boring. And in this podcast, we're discussing the complicated women of the best books, TV, and movies. Along with the complicated women behind the scenes. Warning, lots of spoilers ahead. So come back when you're done. Hurry up, it's starting. Back in the saddle. Back with our girls. Yes. Okay, Dead to Me Season 2. It's been a minute. We were so geeked up for this season. I mean, yes. we went, we watched the Facebook Live reading of the pilot. We mm-hmm. from woke season up, one, yeah, yes, from yeah. season one. We woke up early in the morning, the very day that season two dropped. We recorded, got it out early in the morning, LA time, because we were so excited. We loved season one so much. We were so ready for season two. And then a a bunch of things kind of just got in our way. They did. And also, let's not forget that we did a whole live or Zoom series for the West Hampton Performing Arts Center where we talked about Dead to Me season one. So I feel like we still had a lot of dead to me in our lives. Yes, that's right get around to see finishing season two that's right and yeah. then and you know me then it became kind of an issue because yeah. <laughs> kind of because I had watched because, it yes yes did. I actually had watched it and I am a weirdo who doesn't like to plan in certain ways I plan lots of things but I don't like to plan in certain ways and and I don't ever like to watch something well ahead of time I like to wait and I like to preserve some sort of spontaneity. Yes. Uh, So I was holding off until this was firmly on our schedule. That's why I hadn't watched it. And you were like, well, we're definitely going to cover it. So I'm going to watch it. Right. And I just didn't. And then it never, it got, kept getting pushed. And then I saw the twin thing and I was like, oh, Yeah, yeah, but I did. I mean, I didn't write it off. I had faith that Liz Feldman and the writers, they would come up with something good for this. It had to make sense. But it wasn't even just the twin thing. It was like that he seemed to be such a doofus. I didn't like that. <laughs> you don't like the nice guy. Oh, I never liked the nice guy. But he went beyond the nice guy. Yeah, oh, he was completely. like totally beyond earnest. Like, like goofy, naive, hokey. Yes. Yeah. But I don't know why I had any doubt. I and mean, I didn't really. But I, it just held, it kept 
getting farther away for me. And I was like, oh, it's getting farther away. I'm never going to come back to it. I'm never going to get to it. And then we were like, okay, for the Emmys, let's do it. And even the last minute, I still needed a push. I had to call you. I'm like, Kate, am I going to hate this? And the only way, this is what we found out now. The only way that I could jump into it was for me to be 100% convinced that I would hate it. Yeah. And then if I just went, okay, I'm going to hate this season. And I love the first season. I'm going to hate the second season. Just so be it. That is Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. I already know it. And then I was open to watching it. And you know from my text my crazy crazy text I loved this season I loved it we all have to go through our process whatever it takes I thought I was gonna have to half-ass it and be like because I don't want to say anything bad so I figured I was just gonna be very academic about it but But no 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 I loved it I think we're gonna get more personal this is gonna get uh, emotional today this is not gonna be academic no it is gonna be very emotional and I'm so glad that I watched it. And I, honest to God, I'm so glad I watched it when I watched it because as you also know, we have our own side relationship and toxic friendships and friendships and female friendships. These have kind of been a little bit of on the table between you and I just discussing what to do about them and how you know and what to you know let's be clear our friendship is not no toxic people thank just you so you know out there that's thank not she you. means we've been discussing it other other relationships that's right that is and mommy right. issues we've been talking about oh my gosh yes so the timing plenty of that in here oh yeah uh-huh. so the timing does as much as it feels delayed it does feel really right like this is the time for us to to find it and to talk about it so let's talk about our complicated women so we want to start with jen yeah, and we should just say like now we're doing we're we're we've been doing like you said a lot of TV recaps and now we're doing our f- like sort of original segments here. So That's I'm really right. excited which always start with our is she complicated? But we know they yes. both are, but sort yes. of talking about our complicated female leads. Yes. I just have so much to say about Jen. I don't I love know it. Where to start. I love it. And and just to say I was worried about doing this format because I was like we already did this format for season 1 how much more can we say about Jen and Judy? Well, thank you, Liz Feldman and the writer's room. There's so much more to say about Jen and Judy. So much more. So I guess we'll just start with, you know, the hallmark of Jen Harding is her anger. We talked about Mm -hmm. that a lot in season one. And we talked at the end of that episode we did about, you know, whether she could get any angrier and whether that was even possible in the next season. And, And I do think, we find out here that that she can actually mm. <laughs> at times, you know, but I do think we see a lot of sides of Jen this season and, yes. and I know we'll discuss them and that's what I love about it too. Whereas I really felt like her anger defined season one and now I feel like we'd still have it, but that we're also seeing some other things. But I mean, yeah. she is still like no doubt though, like always on the brink to me, like on mm. the edge mm-hmm. of of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she's lying to Judy. She's lying to her family. She's trying to deal with the aftermath of killing Steve. So it makes sense that she's sort of like a woman on the verge. But I really didn't think that, I think I said this to you, that I could relate to Jen more than I yeah. did in season one. Yeah. But I actually do. And I'm not yeah. sure what this says about me. Well, I guess I know exactly what it says about me. Uh, I, I have a lot of anger. And lately, 
I, this is not going to be Kate on the couch. I promise. If you want that, mm. you should go listen to our episode on Untamed by yeah. Glennon Doyle. If you'd, <laughs> like to, if you'd like to see me totally laying down on the couch. Yeah. But I just feel like lately, like I feel like a little bit of a ticking time bomb. Like I, mm. I walk around with like a low level rage, sort of mm. like seething and waiting to bubble over. And mm. uh, just like, like, that all this stuff of life is just sort of like sitting on my chest, like yes. the ongoing pandemic, yeah, disruption to you know what my quote unquote regular life of going to yes. an office, politics. Mm-hmm. Like I have a new puppy, like back to school mm-hmm. with kids. And anyway, I, listen, I didn't murder anyone, and I'm not trying to yeah. hide the circumstances <laughs> of it from my best friend while also trying to elude the cops. So yeah. I am not Jen, but I do feel like correct me if I'm wrong, that probably mm-hmm. lots of us right now sort of feel yes. like we're on the verge or on the edge. Yes. I think so- everyone has got some anger going on right now. And you're always trying to keep it kind of under wraps because you don't know how long it's going to last and you don't know what what it will look like in the end. And so everyone's trying to keep it together. But I think everyone's got that just from like the things you said, pandemic, the world being on fire, hurricanes, yes. politics, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah. and I also really related just to sort of the way she interacts with others, even when it's not like her anger on full display, like the sarcasm, mm-hmm. the humor, like particularly with her kids. Like I really liked the the, yeah. the the evolution or like sort of sort of building of the relationship with her older son with charlie this season like i mean she's such a straight shooter and like so Mm -hmm. direct she doesn't talk to them like kids she curses Mm -hmm. up a storm i mean like the scene where she's she and charlie are monitoring the speed of drivers like going by the stop sign spot and she's like says to him like i'm chill yeah like i'm totally chill and then someone Mm -hmm. speeds by and she's like slow down fuck stick Mm -hmm. like that is so something i would do both parts and yeah. then when she jokes, makes him run, and then she's like, "Well, like a middle-aged one with a bad back, like I can't run that fast." And then she just like takes off takes in a off. sprint, and oh so God. competitive. I'm like, so me too. Yes, yes. And so yes. just like the interactions with him, but also we saw more sides of her, and I saw growth yes. in her. You know, and she's still Jen, but you know, she actually says like, I'm sorry to Judy and Mm -hmm. truly means it in one episode. And those are words like for me, as you know, that are like glass, I cannot say them. And I think they are for Jen and she's learning. Um, Christopher like says to her, are you all right? Like you seem vulnerable. It's a strange Mm -hmm. color on you. And, Mm -hmm. and then she like comments to Judy about Michelle. Like she says like, yeah, I like her. She has a nice energy. And Judy's Mm -hmm. like, did you just say that? Like, (laughs) like she, who is this person? Um, and then even with Ben, I mean, she's genuinely kind to him at times and like when he reveals his insecurity about his surgeries like she says like scars show you went through something hard and you survived Mm -hmm. like it's your story and I was like Jen that's like so empathetic of you like you know and like even then the end the grief support group she come actually comes to a realization that she never dealt with her anger Mm -hmm. about her mother's death I mean these are some real like evolution for Jen and like glimpses of a softer side yeah, and there was another one when she, there's probably lots that we missed, yeah. but there was another one that just really struck me when they were planning the vigil yeah. for Steve and 
she said, I'm just trying to do something nice or I'm just trying to be nice or I'm just trying to be good. Yeah. Something that was just so out of character, she says to Judy. And you're like, oh, you really, it's true. She is. She's trying to. I mean, and I do think Judy plays a large part in that. And in and I know we'll talk about their friendship and the relationship. And But, you know, I think she does learn some of this by watching Judy and even like the relationship with Ben, like I, it also gives me hope that maybe she can fall in love. Like maybe yeah. she'll allow herself to be loved when it's the right time or the right person. And you know, not yeah. the twin brother of the guy she killed, but <laughs> you know, with someone. Yes. Um, oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. so I thought that was good. I mean, but she hasn't gone too soft. I mean, no. you but know, uh, we still have her great, you know, her great no. Jen-isms. And that's what I love that she was so very much the same, but all but just these little moments of breaking down or breakthrough. And those were we'll talk about it in scenes. Those are my favorite parts yeah. to watch. And yeah. Just incredible. Absolutely. And then oh, Judy. Jen. Yeah, talked about Judy. So Judy in season one, I described her as a liar and a murderer <laughs> who killed right. Jen's husband and then killed off her own fiance. Now at this point, it was just in word, if not in deed, to get closer to Jen. First episode, mm-hmm. she pretends he's dead. Right. I had a hard time with Judy in the first uh, few episodes of the first season, but I I came around. I really did, and I loved judy of season two oh loved yeah. her okay. so the opposite of where jen we see jen having her moments of softness we see moments where judy gets really strong and yeah. that is not something we typically see for her from her mm-hmm. and i loved seeing them and she had so much more depth so much more dimension i really i thought she was fantastic and we also get to understand, not only did we see a different side, we got to understand a little bit more. We see that she's so optimistic and kind of always looking on the bright side of the things because if she doesn't, oh, we saw it in episode four, yeah. she sinks into a where are you kind of depression. Right. Watching right. her glaze over after they buried Steve, oof, that yeah, was like rough. catatonic. And we sort of learn why a little bit, right? I mean, with her upbringing. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. That gives us a lot of understanding of maybe why she's always had to put on like the happy face. And where she gets to very quickly if she doesn't. Because when she allows herself to not be look on the bright side, she just goes right to that dark place. Yeah. And we also saw her fall in love again. First yes. in the first season we fall she falls in love with Nick and then in this one it's Michelle. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty similar storylines, but we start to see a pattern. This is a woman who loves to fall in love. Yes. Right? She loves the falling in love part. Yes. Even when the timing or the circumstances are completely inappropriate, mm-hmm. she doesn't, she can't stop herself. She needs to be falling in love. Frankly, I think it calms her. I, and she says as much as that it validates her because she yes. says about Michelle, she makes me feel worthy. Yeah. Oh, I definitely saw a lot of my old self in Judy in this aspect. The falling in love just over and over and over and over again. Like it's nothing is so me. Very me. So interesting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I never thought of that. It's not it's not easy to watch though. You're like, oh yeah. This is but now you see why I watch Foodie Love and I'm like, it's sad when people fall in love. (laughs) 
<laughs> because when you're a Judy or this is what you're doing, you're just doing it to fill something that it's that is not being filled otherwise. And it's not right. really about the other person and it will come and go. I mean, look at so this is leads me into my next part. They amped up Judy's victimness, right? Mm-hmm. Truly a victim. I don't mean like acting like a victim, whatever that means. We were there is much more abuse revealed from Steve. Yeah. And we also see Jen, in my opinion, oh, truly absolutely. abusing her. Yeah. Yes. The beginning, she's manipulative. She's yep. mean to her. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Belittling. And, she's really belittling. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, she says things that go across a line for sure. She sounded like Steve to her. In yeah. That, when, in the absolutely. car after. Like, yeah. Absolutely. But so they, they amped up her victim aspect, but they also really played up her villain aspect now Uh, yeah yeah. so this is what I was gonna say about the falling in love thing like she falls in and out of love like it's like changing her underwear right and Nick hates her and when he (laughs) sees her you can see how bitter he is towards her because from his point of view Judy really fucked him over really did she wasn't honest she didn't come clean about a lot of stuff that was going on and he was in a super vulnerable place Place. she shouldn't have been screwing around with him and she did and so she was completely a villain in that story yeah Mm -hmm. and Perez hates her yes (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. when we get to see that so there she is a villain to Perez simply from her the the law standpoint for a while and then when she starts Mm -hmm. dating Michelle who we find out is Perez's ex then she takes twist. another, yes, great twist. She takes on another le- level of villain. Mm-hmm. And Howard hates her, which is is complicated. But it, again, it's just we see all these people who are like, she is a horrible person. And right. they have true, real yeah. reasons, like, things to point mm-hmm. at and say, she yeah. did this. She is a villain in my life. And so I loved that they did. Cause yeah. You sh- And we also see her struggling with it, right? At the vigil, she screams at Perez, I'm a good person. person. Exactly. Little defensive there. (laughs) Yes. And then she tells Michelle, when Michelle is like, oh, look at you with your bangs and your cute dress. Uh And she says, it's just a cover. I'm not a good girl. Mm -hmm. So she is conflicted. She doesn't know which one she is. I think ultimately, hopefully, we all know that we're not one, either one, we're both, right? Exactly. And Um, that's the brilliance, like you say, of this writing and of Liz Feldman, like all that in one character. Right. And it's not just how we see her through other people, because clearly Nick sees her as a villain and Perez sees her this way and Howard sees her as as someone who ratted out her fiance. Mm We also get to a moment to see it through her own eyes when she spots Steve's ex-girlfriend. Oh, pregnant. And she's pregnant. Oh, yeah. What is in her eyes? Yeah. I mean, we know it's coming from a place of pain, but what's in her eyes is anger. Anger. I was afraid for a moment. Yeah. 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 Like, how dare you get to be pregnant? Yeah. With Steve's child. Mm Mm-hmm. We raved about already in season one yeah. about the the how complicated and multidimensional they were and and they really just amped it up. They did. They went deeper. They really yeah. did. So do we want to talk about some scenes? Oh we where do. we see some of these things? We do. One was in two when 
Judy says, like, I made you a pie, like a cherry pie. And Jen's like, I'm on a diet. I gained 10 Mm -hmm. pounds. And Judy's like, you look beautiful. I wish you could love yourself more. And at exchange, I just thought that was so them. I'm just like, it just like epitomizes their back and forth. And then later in that episode, like when Judy helps with the bird and Jen actually like has to say she's sorry, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, because she really did really did help and then when the bird comes back and at the end and jen says oh you're not a dad bird you're a mom bird she's like like it makes sense like moms protect their babies and i just thought oh my god like i loved that line when jen says that because of Mm -hmm. course her son had thought it was like his dad reincarnated but her point is no you're a mom bird Mm -hmm. and i was like this is we know this is such a female driven story but i'm like there are literally no dads like there's Jen and Judy like parenting yeah. together. You yeah. now are introduced to Flo, which is Michelle's mom. Right. And you've got Steve and Ben's mom who plays a role in this. Mm-hmm. There is, you've got Judy's mom now, Katie Seagal, which I love, we'll talk mm-hmm. about. But now being introduced, you even have revelations about like Jen and Detective Perez's late mothers. It's mm-hmm. just like so mother driven. And even Steve's dad, I, I, read something that like you know they they don't say anything about his dad not being alive in fact they're making it seem like he says my parents my parents but you never Mm -hmm. see him right and liz feldman said that was actually on purpose that was very purposeful and that there'll be a reason for that in season three but she can't tell us why issues i hope we get to all the dads all every bit of it but I just thought that was so interesting. Like it made yeah. me think. I'm like, there are no dads. Yeah, there are no dads, but yet there are plenty of the dad roles. There is a lot of moms and a lot of mothering, and yet mm-hmm. the most mothering comes from Judy, who has no children, so she's not right. technically a mom, but yet yeah, she right. mothers everyone. Mm-hmm. And Christina Applegate, Jen, uh, Jen is much more of a traditional yeah. masculine, mm-hmm. so she would be the quote unquote dad, dad. right? And yeah. and she played the dad, in, you know, in their the, marriage, exactly. Right. So. Yeah. What does it mean to be a mother? What does it mean to mother? And by the way, we're going to talk about this when we get to the ending, which is the same thing for me. What is a criminal? And it's uh, she just shows the spectrum on this show. Liz Feldman, I'm saying she and and the writers, they really force you to say, what do these words mean? Yeah, because true. what does mom mean? Like, I think the most mothering character on the show is someone who has not produced children. Yes, that's Judy. right. Just Judy. Yeah. It's so true. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. My other quick scene was just in episode three, which I know you don't watch Breaking Bad, but to me, when Jen goes all Walter White and like buys that, that like chemical dissolvent to potentially like dissolve Steve's body and puts yes. on the crazy like exterminator suit yes, and like yes. tests it in her own bathroom on a rat. Yeah. I was just freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, she, she's Walter White. And then Judy sees her and she freaks out and, yeah. and Jen has that breakdown. And I did read like in an interview with Christina Applegate that they said the, the Breaking Bad reference was intentional. I'm like, oh, good. I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. And she she actually said, we wanted you to feel that way. That was the intent. The intent was she's now completely unraveled. She's mm-hmm. gone completely fucking nutso. But the reality is who could do that? Jen just can't. She was losing her mind. So that's why the scene after that was her just completely breaking down, almost like a scared little child. 
so it's funny that in that moment she's starting to act like someone who has committed a murder on a show right yeah. they have to like do mm-hmm. the logical thing I got to get rid of the evidence and, and like this is the best and, yes yeah. mm-hmm. but meanwhile she's a human being even though she's done this thing and mm-hmm. so there are limits to what she can do afterwards and how she can handle it all that's the beginning of the piece for me where you're like okay she did this horrible thing and it's not like the thing Judy did but they're gonna handle it with humanity and not right. just make it a kind of you know a, a suspense like what's gonna happen with the body kind of thing right because then right after that they realize shit we got to deal with the body and yes. you know this is not the right option like I've lost yes. it like this yes. is not I'm how acting we're like so, do it yeah I'm acting like someone in a show yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and then I the other that. one brings me to another scene, or I just wanted to talk about Christina Applegate and her body, her physical body, what it represents and means to her and all the things that happen. So that's one of the, the first one that you said she's on diet, whatever, mm-hmm. and she should be more kind to herself. And then when Ben adjusts her, Oh, oh yeah. that was a scene. And I know I have, you and I have talked about this because I am big into body work. And he says, and it's true, we hold a lot in our bodies, mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. stress, anger. Yeah. Oh, and oh, she just I, starts yeah. crying. Crying. Yeah. You know, completely. And you know how much I love acupuncture. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that they say to you when they do it. It hasn't happened to me yet, but mm. that they will under the same principles right you you trap a lot of tension and mm-hmm. and trauma in your muscles but also like when you so a lot of the things they trigger could cause mm-hmm. you to just have like i mean my acupuncturist has said like people will just have emotional breakdowns on the table oh, yeah. or oh i and, i'm so surprised yeah. i thought you were gonna say i've i have i mean i have no oh. i haven't oh, had that wow. happen and oh. some people it happens after they okay. say too like particularly if it's your first time with acupuncture like there's a lot of things that can happen to you in the next like the 24 hours following it right um, okay. but yeah I haven't had it on the table no oh boy yeah and also yeah. yoga was another place that happens on the mat it happens a lot I mean, as a, yeah. as, I mean I taught yoga for some time and the amount of people I saw crying in my room was would surprise you I mean, so interesting. Just a and release. Now I'm kind of bummed that it hasn't happened to me. Well, you just haven't <laughs> found the right spot yet. Yeah, it's, I guess it not. won't. It won't be optional. It's not. It is truly a physical release that you. Yeah. Can't, it's not even like you feel sad and you start to cry and you start to think about something and you start to cry. No, it is. It is beyond comprehension. It is just someone presses something, or you and bam. T- yeah, and just it's involuntary tears. then. Yeah, yep. tears. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not sadness. It's a release. It's a. It's not even a feeling. It's just a thing that happens to you. Right. Oh, and I, yeah. I mean, I can totally see it because, I mean, yeah. I've told you, like the, the other releases, I would say, that come from that experience to me yeah. are so amazing that I, mm. I, I, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was but one. Jen's and then, got a lot, yeah. Yeah, well, and then the other one for me was which that was very powerful but then she when she's standing in front of her mirror and <gasps> it's always oh the music God. that gets me that one had yes. the first one had no music this one 
when they're playing I only have eyes for you <gasps> oh my gosh I was that I was crying I was, I was like, too oh my god Jen. Yes. and it's and also because Ben yeah. has kind of helped her in that regard yeah but you also just realize that she has conflated the time when her, she stopped getting love was yes. was what was mm-hmm. connected to that specific time with her body yeah. and it's not they're not the same it's not those two mm-hmm. things are what what do they say it's causation not cause causality not causation whatever mm-hmm. they happened at the same time but it's not because of her body that right. she stopped getting love it's because of what was going on in their relationship and who knows certainly she probably stopped opening up wouldn't yeah. that make sense I mean she mm-hmm. was going through a really hard time she had to protect herself she had to close down and so right but then the person you're with that doesn't Ted it doesn't make it easy for him and right you know and it's but just for just her starting, it's all tied up together you're is, absolutely right it is and it's so sad because now she her body continues on and yes. she doesn't understand that she can separate her body from love and that it doesn't have to do with what her body looks like or, you know, whatever, that that her deservingness of love and her ability yeah. to accept and bring in love. And and when she loves herself, I think she'll realize that. But, yeah. oh, it's so... That was a tough oh. scene. And that's all I had other than the, the one scene we need to talk about, Judy and Jen their relationship coming to a head oh yeah we got to talk about that yeah yeah i mean this is nine right episode nine yes this is the scene the whole season is worth it for this moment it's incredible incredible it's so good and it takes so many turns it starts out with judy coming to jen and saying they Mm -hmm. think it's charlie and neither one of them are going to let charlie go down right we know that so jen judy says i'm gonna do it and Jen's like, no, no, you can't do that. And she says, I was going to kill myself. Kill myself. I know. And, and you, you saved me. Yes. Oh, and so she's like, and now let me save your life. Mm-hmm. And Jen, of course, barely even hears any of this because she's but, like, no, I can't let you do that because I really killed Steve and I meant to right. kill Steve. And uh, yeah, I, I did it. Yeah. I did it wasn't it self-defense. Of- I yes. attacked him and I yes. lied to you, yes. basically. Yeah, but as they're having this conversation, they're falling into their same roles, right? And Judy yes. is, it, as soon as Jen admits this, she doesn't even get mad at all. She's like, why'd you do it? Yeah, she's like, why it doesn't matter. Him? Just, right? She's like, it doesn't matter. Why? Just And she's like, it matters to me because Judy's looking for a way to excuse just, Jen yes. already. Already, without her even talking. Yes. Yeah. And that makes Jen lose it and mm-hmm. she unleashes her mean. Right. So they yeah. fall well, first into, she explains, you know, yes. yes, but then yeah, she unleashes it. They've fallen into their roles times a thousand. I mean, she is Judy is so irrationally now covering for Jen. Irrationally. Yeah. And yes. then and Jen is irrationally being mean to her. She's yes. just like to go at her in this moment and to say the things she does, she'll take you'll take any scrap. Oh, you, yeah. That's why you stayed with Steve. You'll that's stick why around for anybody. Oh, uh, yeah. your mother. She throws her mother in her face. It's, and Judy's like, I love you. And Jen's yeah. like, you love anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yes. This is now their traditional roles. Yes. But it escalates yeah. to change everything, right? Because yeah. Judy walks away. And I immediately thought this has to be reminiscent of Ted leaving yeah. when they fought 
the night he died. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this That's time, a good point. Jen does something different. She chases after Judy, which mm-hmm. she didn't do with Ted. And maybe if she had chased after Ted, maybe things would have been different. And But it yeah. doesn't matter because here she's doing it differently. She chases after her. She essentially throws herself at Judy. She's like, I'm sorry. I was, that was horrible. <laughs> I'm, you know, she really kind of takes ownership of it and, and says, you should be mad at me. You have every right to be mad at me. And then she goes with punch me, punch me, you know. Yeah. Like, I think she, she's trying in this moment to get Judy to get mad. Yeah. Like to let out that anger that Judy suppresses so Mm -hmm. much by never really expressing herself right and so I felt like she just really pushed her and pushed her it was awesome until Judy finally does snap and it's so cathartic then when she screams yeah but but Jen is doing it by being the opposite who knows how much of this is conscious who much how much of it is conscious for anyone but what she's doing is being the opposite of herself she's throwing herself at Judy that is not Jen at all yeah and she I think if she was trying to consciously do it she would be like come on tough enough hit me hit me but she's throwing herself she's like Like literally physically puts herself in front of the car yes hit me run me over be mad at me be punch me in the face she is throwing herself at Judy which is very not Jen and that causes Judy to do something very much not Not, Judy Judy Mm -hmm. which is to scream stop oh yeah so I watched much. it again. Fucking stop it. Oh my God. Oh, I watched it again this morning and every time. I mean, I don't know how you can just not have tears in your eyes. It's so powerful. That is the moment of oh. the season right there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can, you can just feel it. I, yeah. I mean, it my, really, it's, it was a very powerful scene and, and, I I just loved that. Even just thinking about it, like my eyes sting because it's yeah. just so guttural. And how Linda did that, I don't. I mean, that's beyond phenomenal acting. It's so above and beyond. And to just get it right, it doesn't sound like a scream. It really does sound like a cry for help. For but help. at the same time, yes. But at the same time, she's being so strong, and she is telling her to stop. It's brilliant brilliant acting it's so good maybe that's the what wins the emmy right there but you know when these people in these acceptance speeches say you know they couldn't have done it without the other person or their fellow i mean this is clearly an example of that that i it's just the way the two of them are together i think and what they are able to bring out together and they would say how integral liz feldman is to that they're just like she is literally like next to us in every scene like she's there like it's like the three of them and and even though she's literally not the one acting Mm. with them that it's the way they all talk about it and they we even saw that on the zoom the table read we watched like just the genuine love and connection between all three of them is what's making this magic and oh for sure without a doubt the casting director was nominated for an emmy for for this casting for casting for dead to me and it's totally deserved this was all perfect from day one and their relationships and the way they've they work with each other has just gone above and beyond it's it's insane it's it's incredible to watch incredible and what I so this for me was a lot about the toxicity of their relationship and it had always Mm -hmm. kind of been toxic and it had been toxic on both sides Judy 
pursuing Jen, that was so fucked up, yeah. right? Yeah, and I said it was way- a friendship based on lies and manslaughter, yes. but but yes. it was one of the greatest friendships I've seen depicted on TV. But yeah. yes, and then but then it wasn't so great in season two. There was started to be a lot more of the yeah. seams falling apart and the and the reciprocity and the equality taken away. And yeah, Jen was being really manipulative, really somewhat abusive in the beginning until. Yeah. She yeah. sort of realized at the end how much she needed Judy. Like, remember yes. how obnoxious she was about, like, I never let you watch my children or whatever. And yes. then, of course, by the end, you know, she was she going to leave them, them as her yes. guardian. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it just, to me, it just shows. And this moment is the epitome of it, of the breaking that cycle. Two people can work together in a way that would never work for me, right? That... Mm-hmm. But it works for them. And if it works for you, it works for you. But this is the moment when it's not working anymore. And right. Judy screams, stop. And Jen wants to too. She wants to stop. It's amazing that they both want to stop these patterns at, at the, the same, same moment. moment. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> but, TV, but yeah, I yeah, bet that happens. It does. It really does. And so, I don't know. I, You know, you and I had been talking and I had been talking, uh, another friend of mine, and I, I've, I have two toxic things going on in my life right now. I talked to you about one of them. And I talked to another friend about another one of them. And I, I kept getting to the end of like, what am I supposed to do about this? Like some, mm-hmm. someone tell me like what I'm supposed to do about this. And because part of me, I was like, I should just walk away. Like this is just not a good relationship for me. I should just end it. Right. And I wasn't, but I think, I guess my point is that you don't have to, you can, if you need to walk away, you should absolutely walk away always. But if something isn't letting you walk away, I guess what I'm saying is Jen and Judy have now broken that, that toxic pattern for themselves and they can evolve way past it and become different people through that toxic relationship. And I think that's wonderful and amazing and a reason to not walk away if you're not ready to walk away. Well, and also something you said to me about this specific relationship is I must be getting something out of Mm -hmm. it, right? And, And you can see that with Jen and Judy even throughout, even when you saw the toxic aspects or whatever, there was always, the flip of it was always ways in which they were getting such positive things from each Mm -hmm. other. So both things were true. It's just sometimes they were getting grossly imbalanced one way or the other. And so again, like it's, it's, it's great. And this one, like you said, they'd had it and we're ready to break out. Yeah. And to focus more on the what really works Together between them. we'll break these chains. Yeah, chains oh, We're going to talk about that gonna, later. We're going to come back. But it's, oh, of course yeah. we will. But that was just a reminder. Some relationships need to be left behind because they're, they're irreparable. Yeah. But some are actually there to teach you what you're not dealing with. Jen needed to be softer and she couldn't do it without Judy. And Judy needed to be stronger and she couldn't do it without Jen. So things that trigger you can trigger you, but they can also help you heal so yeah I loved that I loved that I don't think that's anything we've ever seen on tv before no no yes oh that's the one that's the one yeah but then it brings us to our ending can I I ask a question first I have a I have like a fundamental like premise question Judy killed Ted by accident right yes 
and was trying then throughout the season to help Jen and sort of so you could sort of root for that even though it was twisted right it was a it, right. the premise is a little twisted but it was an accident right yes. season two Jen didn't really kill Steve by accident I mean it wasn't self-defense she just yeah. sort of lost it because she he was yelling at her and you know yeah. that right from the first episode yeah so I had in my notes like wait a second that's a big difference. This whole premise is different. Like, wait. Yes. This it is was real- why I texted you at some point and was like, I need Steve to be alive because this whole I'm- thing is a struggle because it's okay. not the same. Okay. Um, but Steve was not alive. No, he was but not. But they did. They handled it beautifully, I thought. Beautifully. Right. Perfectly. So okay. they, they resolved your question, I think, at the end. So there's two parts of the ending to me. Yeah, exactly. There, there is the Jen confessing to Perez. Mm-hmm. And then there is Ben hitting their car, Jen and Judy, about the murder. The fact oh, yes. that Jen's was impulsive, not calculated, but it was still murder. And Judy's was... I mean, by even by the the law, a lesser offense, manslaughter, negligent yeah. homicide, whatever you're going to... Exactly. Now, it mm-hmm. would have been nice if Jen was left with a real self-defense aspect. That, that could have been compelling. But they let us into that secret right away. So we yeah. knew that wasn't part of it. That would have been more apples to apples. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so this was very different from Judy killing Ted and even all awful things she did to cover it up or make it better. And that's why they had to have real consequences for Jen because, you know, by the way, Judy still has zero consequences from her murder, right? Yeah. What they want to call it manslaughter or she killed Mm -hmm. someone and has had zero consequences. But the reason I think we could get over it was because of the context and here that we weren't we just weren't going to be able to do that we weren't going to be able to get over that so there had to be real consequences for Jen or like I had been thinking Steve just wasn't dead but since we know he's dead there had to be real consequences and she had to own up to it and she did it and she did it in a very real way she didn't kind of try to get around it she was like here I am I'm going to a police detective that I know is investigating this and I'm going to tell her everything right but then oh then Perez kind of absolves her of it and I think yeah some people had issues with this so to me this whole season was a lot about truth and consequences Shandy kills the bird by accident mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and Jen tells her don't tell Henry sometimes yeah. people need a friend more than they need the truth, mm-hmm. truth. I love which that is line. true for her mm-hmm. and Judy's mom in jail Judy says I'm sorry I just had to tell the truth and her mother says yeah you didn't know any better which I thought was mm-hmm. an, another great line mm-hmm. and then the really heartbreaking one and the one that's going to lead me to where I'm going is Judy talking to the cuddler in the nursery and she's like oh yeah all you have to do is go to training and then she tells her all the things she has to do oh and by the way they have to run a background check you gotta weed out Mm -hmm. the criminals yeah so is Judy a criminal a criminal I'm I'm asking you what Uh, do you she has committed a crime yeah (laughs) so is that different from a criminal Um, no I don't think it is I mean right yeah I mean, I don't know. So are you a criminal when you commit a crime? Are you a committed are you a criminal when you're convicted of a crime? Are you a criminal well, if you yeah. 
are you a criminal if you are convicted and serve your time and then are released? Are you a criminal? When are you a criminal and when are you not a criminal? Right. And by the way, this doesn't even take into account. I mean, they don't want criminals cuddling a baby, but what if it was vehicular manslaughter and she went to jail and served her time and came out? Could she be a cuddler then? And, I don't know. She might be if you, she disclosed it and right. if they were willing to. But it, but it right. also, like with that particular example, you're right with the cuddler. She's so crazy to think that like she would be the best cuddler ever. Right. And yet she did do she, this thing, yeah. but like, but she'd be such a good cuddler and right. it had, should have no bearing on whether or not she should right. be allowed to be a cuddler. Well, right. so this is all, this is very, this is very deep. And also <laughs> I feel like as a lawyer, the yeah. answer is right. She committed a crime. She's a criminal, though you would not until she's actually convicted of the crime. She wouldn't really have to report that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but I still, we all know there's no dispute, at least with respect to her, that she did commit the the hit and run right so i mean we but yet no one would ever know she's no you're right she would apply for a cuddler today she would not be a criminal no so that's what i was just gonna say i mean we know that but like technically she's not been convicted she would not have to disclose that right but does that make her more or less qualified to be a cuddler well i think she's 100 percent qualified to be a cuddler anyway but yeah um i don't know to me that yeah you can make it would make her less qualified because yeah. Well, yeah. That's why then you you shouldn't have to ever tell anybody because lots right. of people are charged with things or yes. alleged to have done things that they didn't do. So they Absolutely. shouldn't have that bear that's that the that scar, right. if you will. But right. Just but this is not the, the audience case for know her. she did do that. Yes. So So but, is it the fact that you're a criminal or is it the fact that you killed someone? Like what is right and what is wrong? This is what yeah. is so beautifully fleshed out on this show and they don't give you any answers because Right. I, I mean, she she killed someone and, you know. She got away with murder. For, yes. I mean, Jen got away with murder, like 100%. Right. Well, but they, they Judy did. really did too. Yes. Yes. But we're just, so it's just like, but one was accidental and one was on purpose. Right. And there is a difference between premeditated, or she wasn't really premeditated. It was this wasn't premeditated. Act. No, it wasn't. No, but it was an intentional not. act versus yes. a negligent act. Yes. This really is this is really yeah. is a legal legal debate too for us right, lawyers. But, but my point is see, I definitely Isn't, am not wearing a lawyer hat because No, I you're not. You're there's just there's no at difference all. to me. No, no, <laughs> like, I know. I don't there's there's bad people that have been charged with nothing and there are I'm good people who are sitting in jail. So right. that, and so Perez letting her off felt very natural and normal to me. It was made complete sense not only for who we came to understand who Perez was, which was so interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. And I love I mean, I loved her character as the one note because she just played such a great yeah. one note. But mm-hmm. the dimension, I loved her even more. So good. But yes, this question you're raising. I mean, did you read it? I don't I hope this isn't what nothing. she said. I doubt it. No, I mean oh. I but I have a quote, I wasn't going to use this, but I still have it in here, that Liz Feldman said that in any given day, something hilarious can happen. And then you get a phone call and find out something tragic has happened. Mm-hmm. And you can be a good person and make a terrible choice. Mm-hmm. What we represent is how one terrible choice can become an avalanche and down mm-hmm. comes an entire life. This mm-hmm. is a topic I'm really interested in. It's really easy for us to think there are good people and bad people and right choices and wrong choices, but everyone and everything exists in the gray. 
And I just thought like, yeah, in other words, it's complicated. Like what you're saying. Like Um, what is a criminal? What is a toxic relationship? I, you know, I don't, these things are not easy to define and people are very uncomfortable with that. They don't like, they want it to be very clear. They want it to be very clear who is the bad guy and who is the good guy. And it's not very clear. But you still had, so I want to hear about yours because I didn't get to hear you. I just... Yeah, no, I was, I, I completely. You didn't buy, and I, but you didn't buy I, that Perez was going to let her off. I liked that she did it, and I, you know, for the story certainly, and like as a viewer, I was like, I like this, and I like that you, the reasons why, because like you said, you you learn more about Perez and the bond that really her and yeah. um, Jen share, yes. in that they both lost their mother, and I loved the whole thing. I really did. Right. Um, I just thought to myself, I mean, seriously, like a cop cannot actually fucking do this. Like, but mm-hmm. I suspend my reality all the time watching tv and movies and whatever but i just thought but like, wait like, i don't really like a cop can't if someone confessed to her i mean i'm pretty sure she'd have to wouldn't she have to turn her in but then i thought i don't know well, i don't do you know any cops i know a lot of cops who have turned the other way and no, i'm not 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 necessarily i don't I, know anyone who's turned the other way on murder but i murder know, i know if cops confess to a murder though no i know on like the other way small on, things well what's the difference what's small and what's not well, small well the law makes a difference it does but i don't but the law I mean, is pre- you're right but the law I is mean, rather offender bender versus murdering a yeah, person yeah well is I mean, a fe- well, is a fender bender because of a DUI? If someone's oh, drinking well, and they yeah, get in a fender bender, yeah. you look the other way. But what if they had not? What if the fender bender was at eighty miles an hour and they killed an entire family? Right. So, but also, I thought in that moment, like, I mean, listen, there was no physical evidence, and she had yes. just gotten the text from Nick yes. that, like, we got him, which kind of suggested to me that the real motivation was to kind of get the police chief, which everybody kind of agrees yes. is a bad guy, quote yes. unquote bad. Yes. So. It, that made it more plausible within the story. So yeah. I was like, all right. I mean, again, I, I liked how this played out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I was very clear yeah. about that, but I wanted to hear that. So, yeah. but I also, so now I will put on my lawyer hat and I thought Perez was probably looking ahead, right? And yeah. saying, okay, like, let's put, let's put Christina Applegate on the stand. There's no way she would have been convicted. I'm sure a good lawyer would have gotten her confession thrown out if she even gave it a second time right Right. she would have never testified so you would have never heard her say she actually did it you have this guy that comes to her house where voicemails Mm -hmm. that say he's going to kill judy right she she would yeah she would have the self-defense would have been really there would have been reasonable doubt no yes and and for this guy who was in a money laundering ring with the greek mafia so right he's clearly a bad guy so one way to look at it is perez saved everyone a lot of time and money yes there you go so she she knew she would never get convicted right right and so that's true why bother but the fact of the matter is criminals get off all the time was another thing I was thinking. Oh, uh-huh. like Howard, the police chief, he isn't being prosecuted for what he did. 
They're oh, just moving true. him. They did say right? that. They're just he lost his job, right? Or yeah. she just said, "I can't comment," but he will no longer, yeah, be the be police chief. So you're here. right. We don't right. Know. So he's yeah. maybe they moved him to someplace else. So yeah, I, I mean that stuff. Oh no, it does all, all the, time. the time. Yeah. So I didn't think that whatever was whatever quote unquote justice is yes. right. Like right. what people think justice was served when some As you know, but a lot of people say no, it wasn't that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all but very gray. It mattered because Jen, but it did matter to me because there the the gray has to come somewhere, but there also has to be some clarity because Jen went and she went to the detective that was on this case and she confessed what she did. So, so that helped you. I unequivocally she okay. did what she had to do. Had to do. Then and I would after? not have been able to accept anything else. Yeah. I could accept two things. Jen taking full responsibility or Steve not actually being dead. Right. Okay. And that they did, they did the, she took full responsibility and anything well, less than that would not have been okay by me. Right. And she's going to keep, she might get justice or keep paying because she, as we know, tra- wrote that letter to oh, Charlie yeah. and to her other son and he found that. And so mm-hmm. we're left with that cliffhanger which means her son, presumably in season three, that is coming at some point, yeah. knows that she did it. So, yeah. right? Oh, I mean, so, so, many, so many. There's so there's much so many that can happen left, from that. Yeah, left open from mm-hmm. season two. In terms Not, of repercussions, I mean. Yes. So I'm saying she, quote unquote, got away with murder. But, I mean, there may still be, you know, penalties for that, if you will. Right. Um, she may I. I I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, he found that letter. So yeah. is now she going to have to face her own son knowing that? Right. Oh, so not necessarily legal. Oh, because, I don't mean legal. I mean oh, in other what ways about, now. But yeah. so they called Ben at the end. I presume they found his body when that dog yeah, dug it, dug it up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe legal repercussions. There could be too. You're right? absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. No, there could be too. I was thinking more it would kill her more to have to face her own son, but yeah. I shouldn't say kill her. Wrong yes. choice of words yes. in this yes. um, show. There, but yeah, yeah, no, you're right. There could be, who knows? Yeah. I was going to, so I was going to talk about three. these things in Crystal Ball, but might as well just knock them out right now. The other big thing that was dropped. Wait, we have a Crystal Ball? No, I, I was just, oh. we, we didn't talk about it, but we did do it for the first season. So I thought we should do it for ah, the second season, but okay. we've already touched it. And the last thing that we haven't is the big bomb that was dropped that Steve is going to have a baby. Oh, that's right. What the fuck are they going to do with that in season three? Oh, that's a good point. And I just never thought of that. I just thought, oh, she's pregnant. That story's over. Yeah. But maybe it's not. I think Judy's going to. His offspring is Judy's going to get it. Oh, no way. I don't know. Why Why else? Why else? What else are they doing with that? I thought it, well, I thought it was to just to really twist the knife or into her when she saw Judy when she saw it or to have that moment like you said of yeah but there's got to be more to that no, it could have been really, it could have been yeah. it certainly did that and it certainly it's did so... show her anger her her real anger not just other people thinking she's a villain but we saw her moment of pain and anger there. right and yeah. of all the things I mean someone else gets to have Steve's baby exactly. but you're right that means there is a Steve offspring yes. out there they're a very powerful family maybe yes. that's how the dad gets back in the picture like it's his own right? grandson or something there you go I love it right I don't know I Listen to me. I've even got his voice yeah, down I love it. <laughs> so. okay okay so that's but that'll that'll wait for season three let's go back to the the first part of the beginning that we 
no, the second part of the beginning, the ending, the second part of the ending that we skipped over right. is Ben. Ben, ben hitting Jen and Judy. Now, I know. Crazy. Yes, it was crazy. I thought, though, I didn't have much of a reaction. I thought it was pretty perfect. What, really? what did you think? Yeah, I, I had like an extreme reaction. You did? I was complete. I, I clearly, in retrospect, I'm like, what were you thinking, Kate? Like, you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that it had to end with some sort of twist or cliffhanger. Right. Well, like, and that's, I did ask you about that. I said yeah. in, in my investigations for Will I Hate This, I said, yeah. does it end with a death? And you were like, and, no, no, no. It doesn't end with a death. It doesn't, but it, right. But I don't know why I was sitting there lulled into this like sense of like, oh, this is so great. Like they had just bought the car for Charlie yes, and they got the yes, big red bow on it. Yes. And they're talking about where they can go. Yes. And then they see her stop sign that she worked so hard to get, which by the way, we didn't talk about that speech that she gives to the town council. It's just fire. Where oh, she, right. Fire. Just <gasps> such fire. I know. Yes. I love that I know we talked about a bunch of scenes and we were trying not to talk about every scene, but that oh, one. when she went at that guy who assaulted her, yes, oh, that yes. was so good, so amazing good. speech. Yes. And so she got her her stop sign, and they see that. So I don't. And then they're like, "Where should we go on vacation?" And everything's so happy. I, I mean, know. I should have known was... right there. It's right. not gonna be a happy ending, but I was lulled in completely. Yes. No, so, I I was too. I was shocked. Because like I thought it, enough it, had happened. I mean, maybe there weren't any twists, but like already with the Perez thing and her getting off and then yeah. her going back to the grief support group and them kind of just coming to their full circle moments. I, maybe I did think it was over then. Like, Well, I thought they were going to like pull into the house and Charlie would be uh, because they like with so, the letters. Yes. Like, so yeah. that was one of the things that was leading up to it. But yes. anyway, I was totally suckered in maybe because I wanted to be with their happy ending. So I really was shocked mm-hmm. when the car yeah. smashed. Like, yeah, it, sure. I was like, what? Yeah. And then when I saw it was Ben drunk. I mean, literally mm. like in my notes, just like, holy shit in all yeah. caps. Yeah. And then luckily you hear Jen because that was, I, I did read that that at one point when they were writing it, they thought maybe they were going to leave it ambiguous. Like mm. you weren't going to know what happened. But then they were like, well, we don't want people to think Jen died. I mean, right. that that's oh, okay. not really oh, what good. we were oh, going okay. for. Okay. So they, you do hear her say like, what happened? So, oh. but we don't know how, what state she's in, by the way, speaking right. of crystal ball. I mean, we don't right. know. And just because she was able to speak yeah. doesn't mean anything. No, but I was just, sort of blown away and and then I just was sort of afterwards like really like another hit and run when he Mm. drives away Mm -hmm. that was the only thing where I was like I don't know Mm. I mean I get it yeah you know but also it's sort of the same thing but you think that was a really good move yeah well I was surprised just like you I was surprised because it just I did think I mean I knew we were getting closer to the end I knew it was would have to end on some sort of cliffhanger it wouldn't be Liz Feldman if you didn't if it didn't but I did think they would get home and whether the cops would be there or something would happen I thought maybe Steve would show up whatever by the way I kept thinking Steve could be alive because I thought there's no way she actually killed him with that bird there's no it way. It is pretty hard to do. Right. But he would have drowned. Yeah. Now, 
Yeah. So, uh, but I thought maybe if he had gotten out of the pool and they didn't know, but then they did drag his, I forgot, they dragged his body dragged out his and, body, and yeah. did bury him. After so, being in the freezer with the rats for Yes, long. yes, yes, so yes. But I thought, that. well, I thought there was something that about me, I thought that maybe it could have, he could have replaced it with another body, like some of them from the Greek mafia. I don't know if you watch oh, wow. Ozark, but there's yeah, lots yeah, of yeah. dead people there when are. you're... <laughs> When you're dealing Listen. with the mafia and yes. money laundering. So I thought he could have replaced it with another body, but they did actually look at it. So then I knew, I, I was like, okay, fine. Steve's definitely dead. But I had kind of hoped Steve also had hit her in the car. But oh, it was it, was, it ben. was Ben. Yes, yes, yes. But I don't know. I thought it. I thought it made a lot of sense the way they had set it up. I didn't see it coming, but in hindsight, I thought it made complete sense. He had started drinking again. Yeah. He had just gotten this call, like he had had that blackout at the vigil, yeah. mm-hmm. that he had just gotten this call that was clearly very distressing, whether it's they found his body. You know, we didn't hear the call, but he had gotten it. Yeah, we it. don't really know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... He tells his mother he's going to go out for ice cream. So we know he's out driving and we know he's gotten bad news and we know he's totally off the wagon. And so in hindsight, I thought it it really came together. And I don't know. It's just this whole karmic, crazy, like, you know, like situation that that they have going on. It's funny you should say that, Karen, right, because right. do you know what Liz Feldman said? No, you, you two like are on the same wavelength. Tell she me, said that one of her writers came up with the idea. She said that she knew all along that Ben was going to have something to do with the season end okay. generally. But like the car slam and him driving mm-hmm. was the idea of one of her writers. And she said, I liked so much what it says about the consequences of bad choices and the karmic wheel that these characters uh, seem to yes, be on like together. A wheel. It's yes, true. You're right. Yes. So in that, once I read that, which again was after I'd watched it, right. kind of to your point, I was like, all right, I get that. Like who, what, it makes sense in that context. Yeah. And it's another shade, right? It's Judy's was totally accidental, but then she made all these bad choices afterwards. Jen's was not accidental, but it was in the heat of the moment. And then this is a different. Now his. Yeah. His he was is, drunk. So yeah, you... that's not the same as Judy's yeah. at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Judy's was very innocent in, in that way. But. Right. And then he does seem to be making bad choices afterwards. And I wonder when he's going to figure it out that it, yeah. you know, that it was Jen and how bad he's going to feel because he had just given, which we didn't talk about either, that that whole speech about how she challenges him and, you know, really brings out the best in him. Yes, exactly. And the same, you know, that's what you also asked me if I liked him. I like him for her. I think that they they work well together. Yeah. Circumstances aside. Like Charlie said, like, I like him. He's chill. You're like, or you're chill around him. Whatever he said, like her own son saw like kind of you're a different person around him. And it's good for you. Yes. Yes. But the reporter asked Liz Feldman like, well, it's interesting because Steve sort of, I know Judy was the one driving, but Steve encouraged her to like leave, to leave Mm -hmm. the scene of the crime with Ted. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And now Ben is making the same choice. And, do you think it has something to do with like their entitlement and they're wealthy Ooh. or whatever? And she said, you know, 
I don't know. Is it the selfish choice, which is what you're suggesting? Or is it like the survivalist choice? Like mm. just like the instinct. She's like, I don't really want to say because I don't want, I don't want to interpret it for people. I want them mm. to interpret it themselves. But yeah. I was like, hmm, it is true that both yeah. Ben and Steve make the choice to leave the scene of the crime. Yeah, but I do think it's for diff- very different reasons. Yes, I do. Completely. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. he, that Steve's was because he didn't want to get caught and he didn't want to be in- implicated and have the police talking or you know around him right. and then Ben was like oh fuck you might know. be more survivalist versus yes. selfish yeah. yes mm-hmm. definitely it I, is another yeah. shade but man them doing it after the stop sign like that that was ooh, that, that really lured us in I yes. mean that's when I got a total false sense of yes. security yes and it, first the only little scare was that she almost went through the stop sign and you're like whoo Okay. Yes, you know, and then but they're she like, "Oh, it's our stop sign!" Yes. Yay! And then they have the whole like, if we even save one person, <laughs> yes, with this stop sign. And meanwhile, by the way, if the stop sign wasn't there and they had gone fast, you know, normal speed through it, they wouldn't have gotten hit. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the so irony! The stop, yes, did oh. not save their life. Oh, well, the terrible you know. irony! Yes. Oh. Good yes stuff, good stuff. exactly all right funny. okay so damage yes, yes i mean there's just two words mommy issues oh it's my first thing right here. mommy, mommy issues. issues everywhere holy everywhere. cow everywhere and we've talked about some of them but whew. yeah but i love that now we're doing this episode now because we hadn't really explored mommy issues on this show and it started to come out this summer a little bit, I guess, with Jessica Knoll, Luckiest Girl Alive. We didn't talk about it kind of in that context, but we had certainly seen it there. We And, and we a talked little bit about- with Marianne and normal people because her mother oh, is, yes. is pretty abusive. Yes. And then we just talk about it in our personal lives, Corinne. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Coughed <We> off. <laughs> and then one of the books we read, and I'm so bad remembering them all. There was a real... Oh mommy issues moment and so and then we just yeah just well the up. lightness had it we talked about oh, it in the lightness right. and then I had also brought it up because the first time I'd ever heard anyone say those words was Lisa Tadeo talking to Elizabeth Day on the how to fail podcast which I love and highly recommend and she was like look everyone talks about daddy issues but what about mommy issues and that's when we kind of started talking about it for ourselves. And we did talk about it in another when no one is watching too with Alyssa Cole. We, we and then, That's what it was. Yes. Too, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca Baum too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming together as a theme and here it is in full force. No one escapes mommy issues. Jen, Judy, Perez... No one. No. Even Michelle has a, a, a difficult relationship with her mom. That's Flo. right. And mom, yeah. and her mom is calling her ex instead of calling yes. her. Yes. Yes. Everyone. No one escapes it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and their only way forward, for at least for Jen and Judy, is to really face them, right? I mean, we talk about how they've kind of evolved, but for Jen, it's that moment in yes. the end in the grief support group where she admits she never got over the death of her mother, but also every time she got sick again, she got mad, mad at again. her. Yes. Right? And oh. then she got mad when her body couldn't fight the cancer anymore. I mean, that's 
such an, a, a light bulb about yes. the anger Jen has yes. and where it comes from. And it, but it, more importantly, it's for her now finally realizing it. Yeah. And now that's maybe her way forward. But I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't poof happen overnight, but she's at least recognized shit. Like I've been pissed about this since I was 17 or probably yeah. longer because that's when her nine. mom died. I, didn't she say the diagnosis? Yeah. Was yeah. Oof. Yeah. yeah. And even for Judy, I mean, she's got to face her mom, literally face mm-hmm. her and be like, I can't help you. Like, I'm not giving you the money. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't changed. And she has to say no, yeah, which is what Jen to. told her. You need to learn to say no to people generally. Yes. But after the after hardest right now. person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Starting right now. Yeah. No, after. Um, starting the- after the next day because she wanted to have wine in the morning. <laughs> exactly exactly yes. not now yeah yes. uh, say yes to the wine mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah I mean so the who's probably the hardest person for her to say no to is her mother but she yeah. does it like I she won't write the letter to the parole board she's yeah. just like no yes. and so Oof. they both really have to confront their mommy issues yes. like yeah really head on daddy issues and that just means it's just it's daddy issues you you somehow become a slut or a stripper or whatever but daddy issues as we all know are are much more there's so many variations there's so many variations of the way and we saw it with Fleabag the way her dad screwed her up and mommy issues we're seeing the same thing it's not one thing and moms and daughters have complicated relationships they always do so what Are we, she said. Yes, what she said. We love Liz Feldman. We do. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we do. We she do. has so many good things to say. She's just so deep, but also funny and accessible. I love it. I, I love I listening love her. to her. Right? I do. So who, who wants to start? Well, so, okay, so... What I wanted to start with, something we talked about in the, the recap, but I just wanted to reiterate it here because the I usually open what she said with their sign. Liz oh. Feldman is a Gemini. So I, because I do always start what she said with the, yeah. the, their astrological signs. And when we did season one, we had bad I had, I will say, I had looked it up and found bad information on the internet. I know how shocking that is, but it said that Liz Feldman was, I think, May 3rd. So that then I extrapolated that she was a Taurus, which Taurus. is not true. And we know this mm-hmm. is not true. I know. I can't not tell the story, right, Kate? No, you have to. Yeah. I was going to tell it. So okay. tell it. Yeah, Absolutely. Because maybe people didn't hear it before. But wait, you should tell it because it was a result of your... T- or it's happened on Twitter, which is your realm. Oh, it did happen on Twitter. Yeah. Well, so we had posted about the our episode dropping of season one. And she actually responded to the tweet. And she said something nice, I forgot, about the podcast, but then loved said... Loved your takeaways, she said. Yeah, loved your takeaways, exactly. Yes. Loved your takeaways. And then, but plot twist, dot, 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 I'm a Gemini. Oh, and we were like, so oh. We completely freaked out for so many reasons, but obviously, mostly because it was clear that that meant she listened yes. to at least <laughs> part of it because yes. she had to know about our takeaways and she yeah. had to listen to what she said. So we, we were so excited and happy. Even though we were wrong, we were so happy about it. 
We were yeah, so- it's funny because I told the story to someone. They're like, shit, so you got it wrong. I'm like, missing the point here, people. Who gives a shit? Did you hear the part about how she wrote to us and yes. listened to the podcast? Yes. Come on, people. Oh, exactly. And first of all, it makes so much sense. She talks oh. so much about duality and the the Gemini is the uh, the twins. She talks about duality so much and how she says Jen and Judy are both part of her and she's not yeah. one or the other. They're, they're just two sides of her. And mm-hmm. that makes so much sense with the Geminis. Completely. And, and I also kind of loved how it rolled into this show because she gave Steve a twin. That's true. Right? And I thought, oh my gosh. if anyone can manage this crazy nonsensical twin thing it's liz feldman the gemini she will (gasps) figure out yes yes she will figure out how to make this twin thing work and she really did she really did even the stuff that kind of annoyed me in the beginning with ben he by the end is such a complex character oh i meant to ask you that sorry when you mentioned ben in the beginning how did you feel about him by the end by the end i liked him i liked him for jen i thought he was so much more complicated i loved knowing that there was so much more behind him than that doofy face that showed up the first day right exactly oh yeah so even though this is not my what she said it is a quote from her so did i told you that i did read a little bit about what she had to say about the twin twist she said that she got she said i got the most incredibly sweet email from james marsden Mm. um after season one ended she said who i just loved working with and i thought he did such an incredible job playing steve And he was saying sort of jokingly, sort of not jokingly, Mm -hmm. hey, what's the possibility that Steve could survive a traumatic brain injury and drowning, question mark, because it would be so great to keep working together. So she said, obviously, I'm not going to go back on the fact that this character is dead. It's a show that takes place somewhat in reality. But she said when she (laughs) stepped away from that, she immediately thought twin. Mm. I love that. Right? And she said, now that's not a completely original idea. I know it's a trope and that's why it made me laugh so much when I initially thought about it. She said, then I sat down with one of my best friends, as we know, Kelly Hutchinson, Mm. who's also a writer on the show. And I told her about James. We just looked at each other and thought twin. I mean, so that's crazy. Right? And then she said she brought it to the writer's room and... She was pretty sure she wanted to do it, but all the writers were like, oh my God, we love that idea. And that's how they knew they were going to use it for season two. She said it's like kind of a fun and ridiculous turn of events, but whatever. Yeah. I mean. I thought they did it very well. And he, they really made him so much of a more complex character than Steve was able to, to be. I appreciated that. I liked it. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Said about this one where she talks about the relationship between Judy and Michelle and how she didn't want it to be a coming out story. And she says, you know, I wanted to see something that transcended the kind of stories that we've seen so often. I just wanted to see something fresh. But then she says, and this is a new quote, that how critical it was for her to present like the idea of female friendship as well as female relationships in a way that she feels like is true to life. And she said, there's an intimacy in female friendship. And I would even dare say a romance to it because there's a closeness that we can get with each other that is intimate and it's emotional, but it's not romantic. 
And she said that's like the relationship or the friendship between Jen and Judy. And then also in that article, they were talking about references or comparisons to Thelma and Louise. Mm. And I just thought, Mm. oh my God, I love this quote anyway, because it's the reason I love this show. I mean, the fact that she's able to show this complex and intimate and funny and beautiful portrayal of female friendship. And there is a romance to it. Mm. And... I was thinking of that and then the Thelma and Louise reference and all of a sudden I'm like, this is our novel, Corinne. Yes. yes. This is our novel. Yes. By the way, I want you to keep talking about our novel and I want you to keep talking about that process of us writing, but I can't get out of my head now that that's what's going to happen at the end. Oh. So season three is, it's it's over. Oh. And they're going to, they're going to go off the edge in, in Abe's car. Oh my God. That's what I think. Oh my God. God, Corinne. Yeah, I just, I it just hit me when you that. said that. I was like, oh, oh my God, that's what they're going to do. They're going to Thelma and Louise it. I hope they don't listen to this and change it. <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. I hope they do. And like, yes. oh, oh no, meaning that they follow whatever we said and yeah. they like give us a shout out. No. Oh my God. That is so, I didn't oh, even think Jesus. of that. I was just going to wax on about how. The, so should. many of these themes. Yes. Well, first, you, you say that Thelma and Louise was a jumping off point for us, and it was, but there was also that article that you sent me mm. about, I don't remember it, I hope you do. Yes, I do. But, but about the intimacy of mm. female friendships. Yes. And I was a little hesitant at points in the story, mm-hmm. right, where I thought, well, is this, are we telling which I don't have a problem with, but I think that was the story. Mm-hmm. Like there's a line between that and maybe an actual female lesbian relationship. Mm-hmm. And we had, right? There's yeah. people that read our draft. By yeah. the way, if we talk about it like this novel's in the world, but yeah. it's it's not. Yeah. But but who read it? It like should be. Les- it will be. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Okay. But are they lesbians? Right. And I'm like, well, no. But that's But it was capturing this idea that there is a fine line, that there is a romance to mm-hmm. the intimacy and connection that two women can have mm-hmm, and sure. and there were lies between them too yes, right and yes. and by the way we this all was written before oh, dead to me yes. is what i'd also like to I say know. we had not the show had not come out yet we yes. had not watched it yes. and i just no, feel it, like really no the only we, template we had was thelma and louise and that was right. kind of where we were it's going a, with a very it. loose template yes. though it was yes. just sort of like just two and, women kind of doing yeah, it. yeah. and now I was thinking, well, no wonder we fucking love this show. Yes. I mean, uh, there's it's a million so reasons great, to love but it. But yes, you're but, right. Yes. Oh my God, because it's, it's like it our seems story. to be a theme. Yes, we're exploring on on many levels. It's so right? interesting. Yes. So this uh, is where Liz Feldman's quote took me. But uh, I think you might be right. Oh, in Abe's car. Yeah. Oh, jeez, with a with a case of wine in between them. them. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Wow. Oh, that okay. would be, I feel like that would be controversial. But I mean, we don't have anyone driving off a cliff and we no. still feel as if it's a Thelma and Louise inspired yeah. ending. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you're right. You mean I could be wrong. They don't drive yeah, off a cliff. Yeah, exactly. I hope they, they don't, don't have to drive off a cliff. I they agree. could, but it could be what we would consider to be uh, like I know, but then inspired as you, by. What you were, I know, you're right. You're, it totally doesn't have to be, but it just feels like everything's screaming at me where you're like, oh, there are going to be repercussions for Jen. And I was like, well, what about Judy? Are there going to be repercussions for Judy? Yeah. 
There could be. And now season three is both of them having to deal with it. And then they're just like, fuck it, we'll just drive off a cliff. And Laguna has lots of cliffs, let me tell you. Yeah, you're right. Oh, boy. Oh, well, okay. we'll, we'll see. But here's the thing. And I did, I did see her say something like she appreciated Phoebe Waller-Bridge ending Fleabag because she's like, it's hard to say it's time to, to stop it. And mm-hmm. so that's one way to make sure it stops is to kill them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is going to be the last season, though. You're right. So. Yes. That's going to be oh, sad well. and hard for all of us to process as it is. So so let's not kill them. Right. Liz, but with okay. Fleabag, that we, we, you know we hold hope. Even though Phoebe Waller-Bridge has said unequivocally she is oh, never yeah. doing she, it again. We're like, maybe. But, but maybe. I know. You're, so you're saying there's a chance. I take anything from her, though. Oh, I yes. mean, she can do something different if she wants. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, but I want more I know. Fleabag. I know. I would take it. You haven't watched, what's the first one? Crashing. If you want more Phoebe Bridge, watch Crashing. It's good. It's okay. not Fleabag, though. I want more Fleabag. <laughs> okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. So take away. Oh, no. Who won? Who won the show? Our new segment that we did not have in the first season. It's relatively yes. new for us. And so this can be a person. It can be a major character. It can be a minor character. It can be... A concept. I think we've had true love winning before. So yes, it could be anything. For me, I had dancing. And dancing oh. not only wins season two, but dancing wins season one. Dancing is such a kind of integral part of the show in a way that's not obvious. Jen is a dancer. We know that she was. And now we have Ben and his dancing and his little, she's like, all right, I got to see this. And he gets up and makes a complete fool of himself, which I loved. And even as he's making a fool of himself, he totally leaned into it. My my husband does that. And I just, it's, I I roll my eyes, but I secretly love it. I just love the leaning into it. Like, oh, yeah, okay, now I'm going to do the worm. Now Magic Mike. (laughs) Oh, my God. And and after they're awkward in bed and she's like, he's like tries to do something to like break the the tension. He's like, we should dance it out. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, he wants to dance it out. And you're like, what? He's like, Like, we're moving together. I loved that. I, of course, episode four after they come back from burying Steve and they're listening to her or they're at the the wedding at the ball at the bar whispers and winks which was so Christina Applegate doing that like the whispers and winks that was amazing good and they dance to erasures chains of love and they're just having so much fun. I just love it. Such it was a, awesome. Yeah, it's such a great moment. And I swear, this is the thing I miss most. Because no. of the pandemic. Yes. I don't miss anything as much as I miss dancing. Going out and dancing. And between I May Destroy You, the club scene with Arabella and Terry. Now, in that one, I was like, we should do that, Kate. We should have a thing like that. Because then I was going to be Arabella and dancing up on things and you pulling me down until you leave. But then I was like, well, we both get sexually assaulted after that. So maybe not. Yeah. And now this, it's like, well, we should do that. Like Jen and Judy, except they both had to kill someone for them to come into each other's lives. So maybe these aren't maybe quite not. spot on. But I still harbor that fantasy that you and I will go on some 
writing retreat of our own and dance and go crazy and have fun. So- yes, I love that. They're just like letting loose, man. Yes. And though, although what made me think of me and you is during that dancing scene when yes. they go to the bar and they're just like throwing back drinks. I'm, yes. And all I could think of was how you can, even though I'm pretty certain I drink more regularly than you in amount when you go yes. it's like a bottomless pit and I'll be like I can't keep You're up like I'm done like, yes <laughs> although uh, her, Jen did that she spit one back I know that that's what made me think of it yeah. I'd be like I'd be like okay Corinne no more no it. more I gotta spit this one back <laughs> oh my god no that oh, was great that it. is so a great dancing win. one and and I still to this day think about that scene in the first season when she is in the tap class and it's just so intense and she's really going for it. Dancing is just a, a kind of, it's such a side part, but such an important part of the show. And it is truly something I love. I remember when I was like asking you whether I was going to hate this episode, this season or not. I'm like, is there dancing? Because there has to be dancing. If there's no dancing, I'm not even going to watch it. Well, I know there was dancing. I know. You got it. You got, I got it. it. I got it. Well, and what won the show for me is sort of a side part too, but is astrology. Yes. That's why. So I was giving it away. And and the only reason I was earlier saying that the chiropractor stuff where he releases her tension, yeah. I was putting this all under, I was going to cheat and be like, well, maybe woo-woo stuff okay. won the, the movie. Because like, I put that kind of all under this like astrology, crystals, spiritual energy, just yes. like okay. all this stuff. Okay. And, and, you know, it's like you just but said. But they really sort of, talked astrology. Oh, no, work. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying like, astrology is sort of a side thing for us too but an important part right Mm -hmm. so it's it's become even more specifically with the author interviews like a major part um of our interviews and like like you said it was our connection in a way to liz feldman is talking came Mm -hmm. in through astrology so we know we know clearly she's focused on astrology and we know by the way that Christina Applegate's us another fire sign. She's a Sagittarius. Sagittarius, yes. Linda Cardellini's a Cancer. Yes. Um, but then in episode five, it mm-hmm. is just full on. I mean, they make a reference to like when Michelle and Judy are talking about like maybe like Mercury's in retrograde. And then mm-hmm. the other one's like, it's like, isn't it always? Like, which <laughs> does feel like that. Like, is it always in retrograde? And then when they go It's four times to a Michelle's, year, by the way. Oh, it just seems like yeah. it. Yeah, well, because it's, it's like a three-week period, four times a year. So it's a lot. Oh, it is. That is a lot. It is. My God. Yeah. And so then when Judy and Michelle go to her restaurant and they're having dinner, they literally talk about their astrological signs. Mm-hmm. And Judy's a Pisces. Yes. And Michelle says, of course you're a Pisces. Like you're mm-hmm. artsy and loving. Yeah. And Judy's like, well, maybe a little too loving. Like Jen thinks I'm clingy. And mm-hmm. then she's like, Jen's yeah. a Scorpio. As if that explains everything, by the way. Like this is what I think for people watching this who aren't into mm-hmm. astrology. Like to me, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, Jen's a Scorpio. Yes. Like, oh, like, um, and then Michelle's like, I'm a Taurus. Like we know I know shit. it. Yeah, Which I love. I love I love. And then in that same scene like michelle asks her about crystals and mm-hmm. says there are like there are miracle compounds comprised of a spiritual energy <laughs> and she gives judy this moonstone yeah. which i guess signifies new beginnings mm-hmm. and judy makes it into a necklace mm-hmm. it's just it's it's 
there all the time. Even like the comment I made earlier where Jen says that Michelle has good energy. Yes. Like it, it's clearly something that like I love it. Liz Feldman and the other yeah. writers like it must be a part of them and yeah. how, how and their thinking because it works its way in, which yeah. I love because same for us. Like astrology is not the point of our podcast but no. like it's managed to become yes. like this side a staple like a real staple right yeah and even when it's not literally about your astrological sign like think about how many authors in particular we, we've talked to talk about energy and yep. following their intuition and all of yes, that and it's signs just kind of, and fate and yes, yes. fate oh. i loved that it was literally in here i um, love that too I, yes okay and takeaways oh i don't <laughs> I'm going to let you go. I may not have a takeaway. I'm just going to go with that. Because okay. my takeaway is maybe a little too on the couch for me right now. Oh, but, but we'll, oh my God. Corinne, we'll see. my takeaway oh literally God. says Kate, Kate is back on the couch. <laughs> so apparently you better just take a seat. Oh, we can have okay. more than one couch. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's That's go. hilarious. Oh I mean... Obviously, I was already on the couch in the beginning, and I swore this wasn't an episode with Kate on the couch, but we're back on the couch, and we're back to Liz Feldman, because She really speaks to us in this way. She really does. She makes us want to- find your wound comment has been- Oh, yeah. uh, We've used that a million times, which was my takeaway from the first one. So I felt like I should also, this time, have a takeaway that- comes from something Liz Feldman said and it's from the same podcast that I listened to with Sophia Bush mm-hmm. and she asked Liz Feldman what feels like a what feels like a work in progress in your life mm-hmm. and she responded all of it mm-hmm. and she then added you know she I mean she then asked well what what's going to make she always asks herself I'm sorry you know what is going to make my soul happy I'm a journey oriented person I never think I'm done. Mm. I want to evolve as a person, as a spirit. Mm. And I started off this podcast talking about how much I related to Jen and on being on the verge all the time of like anger or whatever, but how I also saw Jen evolve this season. And so I just felt like my takeaway is a hopeful one. Mm. Like... Liz Feldman telling me that like all of her life feels like a work in progress and that she's never done yes. and that she wants to evolve as a person. And the point is like in watching Jen and Judy, like people can evolve, yeah. but you have to like deal with your shit. Mm-hmm. And that like, and we saw that for Jen, she had to deal with the death of her mother and the anger she felt. And for Judy, it was like testifying against her mother and her ability to like stick up for herself but we're all just a work in progress, right? Yes. And I'm like trying to give myself a little break yes. that, you know, we're never done. Yes. And like the journey continues. And why do we want to be done? Yes. We don't want to be done. What like, does it even mean to be done? I don't know. Like, so so her saying, I never think I'm done. I'm like, yeah, like I'm not, you don't have to be. Ugh. And I love what's that. a work in progress? Like all of it. All of it. All of it. All just of it. a work in progress. I may be on the couch oh. forever. That's okay. Yeah. funny we were talking about that with Brad Pitt too he's still on a journey (laughs) oh my god but Corinne that was I was gonna go I was gonna point that out but I was like I don't need to bring in Brad that's exactly it though right yes exactly what I was just thinking too yes oh I love that and also that whole just her 
whatever you just read her spirit it's so it's so air which is her element and it's also her Mm -hmm. quality is she's a mutable sign so it's very that just suits her so much so and I love I love that she's she doesn't ever seem to be and I'll I'll say that because I don't know her (laughs) but she doesn't ever seem to be afraid of parts of herself and that is that's something to really aspire to or I admire because there are parts as as much as I do my work I meditate I do body work I've done all these things in my life I don't do them all at one time because I don't think I'd be able to come out of my room if I was doing every single spiritual practice that I've ever tried right right but oh I guess I'm gonna do my takeaway so yeah so I did appreciate that Judy still had that moment when she spots Steve's ex-girlfriend. She's pregnant. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And, and that was just a, it was a very real moment. I talked a, a little bit about in season one, that moment where she says, I'm not broken and oh, how yeah. I understood that I had struggled to get pregnant with my son. And that struggle never goes away and how like every month your period is a failure. It's not... Yeah. And that doesn't go go away even when you have a child. That pain stays with you. But it makes it easy to forget that you have it. And I think I had really ignored that. Because this isn't a show about infertility, but yet that does seem to be part of her wound that she was writing from. Even oh, though, absolutely. Right? And she said it yeah. in her pitch and, and all that, and the loss and the grief. And, and I just realized it's definitely a wound I refused to look at and I had a moment yeah and or it's it's easy to not look at it because I have children I wanted children I struggled to have children but I had children so you Mm -hmm. think it goes away but it doesn't go away and now I'm starting to even wonder if it's not even that at all because you know I had two children and as ungrateful and shallow and horrible as I am I wanted more children and Uh, it and my husband and I had a real, I don't know what the word is, impasse there. He did not want mm-hmm. more children. And we we didn't have any more children. And that ship mm-hmm. is sailed in the sense that that was our decision. But it's mm-hmm. still such a wound that I have a hard time looking at. And recently, I had my niece and nephews. And so with my kids and my brother's kids, there were six kids in the house. And my husband turned to me at one point and was like, I'm sorry, I didn't let you have more kids. Oh I'm my just, God, really? Yeah. And I, he said that? Yes, he said that. And Oh, and he's an only child. So you would think that all those kids would be like really overwhelming for him they, once he's like... Well, that's the point. And that's the point that he was able to come out of because that's why he couldn't. And he can't. He is terrible. When there are six children in my house... Oh, so he, he gets, wasn't saying he... No, he... he this, I should have... I love this. I wish... overwhelmed. And Oh, yeah, he, he's... But, I, that makes more sense. Yeah, but he sees me... And he's like, <gasps> what he said was after that, you are in such in your element. And oh my I God. know, and it's still definitely a wound for me. And as much as even though I'm sure someone would say, oh, you, you, you could still have kids or you can adopt right. kids or, you know, whatever, yeah, but whatever it is, it's not you could, the but point. That's, yeah, no, exactly. It's not yeah. the point. And that, and I just wonder... 
I, I don't know if it's the pain of someone who's never had them or if I have a, a luxury of saying I do, but still feeling the same way. I still have that same feeling that I had when I had wanted children so badly and couldn't have them yet. I still yeah. have that same feeling and it's really something I have a hard time looking at. I can't even, I almost didn't even say this and I'm still not even, I, I recognize that I'm still not even really saying much because I haven't processed it. I don't even know what's what's there, but I definitely oh, know that that's something that's hard for me to look at. And so. Yes. And that's what she would tell you. Yes. You know, to, is the place to look. Yes. And honestly, I, it was the first time it dawned on me in this moment that I might, I could have four kids. I could have six kids. I don't know that that feeling would have ever gone mm, away or gone changed. Away. And so for some people it might, and, and, and to some extent it definitely softened it. The blow of having zero children and not being able to get pregnant month after month after month after month was devastating especially when I was at that age all my friends were having kids right and every time I saw somebody or I had to hear somebody's news it was devastating to me and I got that moment so viscerally and so strongly and it definitely brought something up for me right that now is here on the couch right (laughs) but you know the fact that when we when we first talked about the find your wound and how much we loved that quote I guess now that you're talking about it, I'm thinking that sounded so great when she said it. And I was like, yes, like that right. is the answer that that's where you write yes. real material. But then I thought, and now as you're talking, like, I think it's just even amazing that you've just identified a wound. I, that's right. sort of like, it's easy to say right from your wound, but I'm like, well, what? I'm not sure exactly what my wounds are. Yes. I mean, and they have to be like real wounds. Yeah. I mean, we can all name things like sure, past that hurts or yeah. Yeah, but like, I just think it's cool that you've just now identified one. I mean, that's sort of a first step. What you do now, I mean, of course, but right, even seeing it is, I think, a big deal. Yeah, and so let me tell you something else weird just to finish this out because I don't have any more information. I don't know how I feel about it. I do have an inkling and I do not want to, and I am not minimizing the pain of anyone who wants to get pregnant and cannot get pregnant. Because I'm not going to be so glib as to say, well, even though I had kids, I still have that same exact pain, which is true. And that that might just be for me because maybe some people want children so badly and then they have children and that goes away. But I'm just mm-hmm. being clear that mine did not go away. And it's right, so right. weird now. I'm just thinking about this book I read a long time ago. I could not tell you what the book is about at all, but I remember it had a profound effect on me and it was called god-shaped hole and i read it like 15 years Mm -hmm. ago and what's really funny about it and why i'm bringing it up right now is the author of that book tiffany she often gets mistaken for linda judy from dead to me so i'm like this is all sort of weirdly coming in together in my mind like something's pushing me to something I don't know what it is I'm just giving you all the pieces I'm giving everybody all the pieces all the pieces I don't know what it is but it seems to all connect in some very bizarre way (laughs) wow well might I suggest you get a puppy because (laughs) me getting a puppy has made me realize so unequivocally why I never had more children 
And I keep saying this to people. They're like, it's like a newborn. And I go, yeah, that's why I only have two kids. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that could fulfill your maternal instinct. Yeah, there, except Corinne. spoiler alert, I don't think I could have 55 children and I think I'd still have it because I'm trying to fill it with something that is I think, not, yeah. that's no, not you're right. the thing. That's what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah. That's what you're getting at. I get it. Okay, yeah. well, this is great. Liz that was Feldman, great one. This is what you do to us. And I lo- thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you. We get to exactly. think about these things, unpack things that you thought you knew, like what is a criminal? Two lawyers could easily give you the answer to that question. <laughs> and yet we talked for 20 minutes about what it was and what it meant and and, all, and mommy and, issues and toxic and relationships. Yes. And, and where yeah. your triggers can hurt you, re-traumatizing yourself. But I mean, also sometimes triggers can heal you too. Yes. Oh, my God, I love it. So good. So much. Thank you, Liz, and all the writers in that room. Fascinated with where they're going to go for the next season. I don't know if she'll, like I said, get Steve's baby. Clearly, if they're going to drive off a cliff together at the end, she should not get Steve's baby. That shouldn't be a thing. (laughs) So one of my two predictions cannot be true. I don't know which one. Right, right. And then we didn't talk about that tweet that that Liz Feldman just said that she just pitched the full season yes. of season to have, three yes. to her partners at Netflix. And she's like, they're excited and I'm excited. And she said, I can't believe they're going to let me tell this story. So I'm that so got me excited. pumped up. Yes, I'm so right? excited. Yes. Yeah. And we don't know when that will be because mm. of the pandemic. That's but right. we will be waiting. It will be. It will be. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media. Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at Pop Fiction Women or on Twitter at Pop underscore women. For more coverage of the women you love, or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.